0: Hi, guys, and welcome back to Startup Sutra. This is your co-host, Anirudh, along with Bhavjeet. And for this episode, we're going to take a step back. So for all these episodes, we've been talking about launching different businesses, talking about different ideas. But for this episode, we want to take a step back and look at the different opportunities that are there in launching a business itself. So as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you have a lot of requirements, a lot of demands when you launch a new business. And all those requirements can be translated into successful businesses in of themselves. So for this episode, we're going to focus on all those different opportunities that we have in the sector of launching new businesses. So without further ado, let's get into the ideas. So the first idea is called smart business box, and it basically provides a library of over 1500 business and legal document templates which can be used by business owners and entrepreneurs. So from my personal experience, when I launched my own startup over the last two years, I have spent probably over two to two and a half lakh rupees uh, in terms of my accounting and my legal fees. And right from small documents, like, you know, contracts with uh, certain other vendors or creating, you know, different accounting documents, you have a lot of legal compliances that you have to follow. So all those documents, they cost a lot of money if you build them from scratch. And most of those documents have a very common template. So what you can do is basically use those same templates, just change the name and just change this, uh, you know, specific details regarding your company. And you can use those same templates uh, for multiple businesses. So what this company has done is something like that. And they've created this library of 1500 documents that can be used by different uh, business ventures. So, this company was started in 2020 itself, and uh, this was launched by uh, a person who has been involved in a lot of different businesses. So, the co founder's name is Mr. Wakar Azmi, and he has launched start- uh, Sutra HR, some HR, Mumbai Coworking, Startup HR Toolkit, and has worked with over 12,000 startups and SMEs. So, he has a lot of experience in this industry and he launched this company in 2020 and the library or this uh, you know kit of documents cost uh, 3999 rupees and till date over 5 lakh documents have been created using their templates and they have a lot of interesting you know uh, client base uh, so companies like aether fab hotels tracto khata book amity university all these companies are using their uh, legal and business documents so using their services, their documents, they have saved over one lakh hours of business and legal work, which translates to nearly five crore in savings. And now they're planning to add customized document services as well. So if you need a customized document, which might not be covered in those templates, now they're providing that service as well. So I think this is a very, very, you know, Niche business, a very small business, you don't have to, you know, keep on innovating because this is a product that will continue selling for a long time. So, documentations are, you know, usually standard, uh, you know, formats that can be used over years for different businesses. So, by just creating a library of these documents, you can keep on selling them on a repeat basis to multiple businesses. So, this is the beauty of this business. What do you think of
1: Exactly. I think uh, with the push startups and the entrepreneur culture is getting in India right now, they are in the uh, perfect business model as of now. And uh, as someone who would like to start their own business, I think there's always a limitation of not understanding how you start a business, what are the legal accounting or other requirements that you may need. With uh, you know, clear picture of the documents that you'll need, that you'll get, and that too, you, know, you have a clear picture of what is the amount you're going to spend on it. I think that really uh, boosts someone's confidence who really wants to start uh, a new business and start their own venture.
0: Yeah, and right now, if you want to launch something like this, maybe you can go in a specific niche, right? So if you can create a, such a you know library of documents, say for just the D2C industry, or just for online sellers, or just for freelancers, so you can you know create a further niche inside this uh, you know niche and create a small business for yourself. And this won't require a lot of, you know, employees as well. You can run it as a uh, solo entrepreneur as well, right?
1: Right, right. I think I think that's, again, a good idea. If you have a good experience in a niche, in a dif- different sector, which you know that people might need help with documentation when they start with it, you can create a good business out of it and the margins would be very high in that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's move on to our next idea for today. A uh, next idea is related to micro, small, and medium businesses. Uh, just a quick fact before that, around 0.5% of micro businesses are able to scale or grow in India. While you look at the West towards the US, the number is quite high, 45%, or even in China to the East, which is 25%. That is the, the reason behind it, that these uh, businesses do get support. They have an environment. And which was lacking up till now in India. Small businesses, any business you start uh, from scratch, it didn't uh, have a proper support or a proper environment uh, uh, in India before. But there's a company called MSMEX. It uh, started its operations in 2019 and has raised $1 million till date and is backed by RazorPay. So, what they're doing is they are building an MSME EdTech platform. What they do is they connect these micro, small or medium businesses with curated business experts, which can uh, help them teach best practices in a very cost effective or efficient manner. They help them to increase, uh, you know, their productivity. They deliver structured business education to them. And they also provide advisory services to micro and small businesses. That too from people who have expertise in that particular business or in that particular sector so i think this service is going to mean a lot especially for the people who really want to build something of their own and they want to scale it in the future and that is something uh, i would say a confidence also that people were lacking or you know they sometimes build up an ego that they have started a business on their own they would uh, they may not need anybody's help or advice but that ego barrier could also be broken because you understand that there are someone uh, there's somebody who's already built something better on same domain and you can actually seek their help in a very cost efficient manner and they can help you scale uh, your business and that can, they can also you know provide you uh, video call sessions for mentoring they pro- sorry they provide you with live business webinars and you can directly ask your queries uh, to the business experts to the subject matter experts they also have a live chat community on their app and i think this it's a very good idea and it's really going to help, uh, you know, the boost, this uh, startup culture in India. What do you think, Anurag?
0: Yeah, so educating the MSME or educating the small business owners is a very, very lucrative opportunity because of the changing dynamics of the, you know, Indian retail system or even the Indian e-commerce uh, ecosystem. So due to all these changing dynamics, due to new larger players coming in, due to all these venture funding coming in, So a lot of these small businesses are facing unprecedented challenges. And also due to these geopolitical shifts uh, across the globe, you you need to learn, you need to constantly update your knowledge when it comes to running your business or scaling your business. And uh, like the idea that we talked prior to this, in the same manner, you can even create a niche out of this as well. So as you might remember, Bhavjeet, we had talked about uh, creating a similar education platform for online sellers. So uh, right. this is a broader, uh, you know, uh, example of that where they are not just focused on online sellers, but the entire small business ecosystem. So maybe right. if you want to today, you know, uh, create similar uh, business for yourself, maybe you can focus on a particular niche and uh, build a business around that. Right.
1: Right. Exactly. That's that's very well put. And uh, I know, yeah, the the problem that small businesses are facing are the big businesses. They can uh, take losses for a time. They can sustain themselves. But how do small businesses sustain? How What help they can get? I think it's a very good platform. And even in a very uh, niche or in very small businesses, uh, I think a, a business could be built out of it.
0: Yeah. So let's move on to the next idea for this episode, uh, which is also a very interesting company by the name of Carta. So Carta provides uh, equity management service for founders, for startups, for investors and their employees. So this platform currently has over 18,000 companies and over 1 million investors who are managing their equities on the platform. So if you look at startups, one of the most common reason for the downfall of startups is founder dispute. And out of that founder dispute, one of the most common issues for that is money. So at the end of the day, it all comes down to the equity or the money side of things. And managing that equity is a very, very, uh, you know, tedious task, because after every funding round, you'll have dilution of investors, dilution of, uh, you know, founders, then you have ESOP management. So you have, you know, vesting period for esop So ESOPs are basically employee stock options for those who uh, don't know about this. So ESOPs are basically, you know, equity that is given to, you know, the employees in lieu of working at a slightly lower salary or in a riskier startup. So uh, most of the people who join startups join because of the opportunity to gain these ESOPs. So ESOPs are not available, you know, in one go, you have to uh, kind of wait for or work for three to four years before you can avail these equity options. So managing all these different, you know, ESOP and equity related matters is a very, very tedious task. If you look at from the investor's perspective, uh, for example, if I am an investor and I have I have equity in say 10 or 15 different startups managing all those different equities, managing my entire, you know, investment portfolio is also another uh, tedious task. So Carta provides services around this. So they provide services like cap table management, ESOP management, scenario modeling, like, you know, what can be the different scenarios in three years down the line, five years down the line, 10 years down the line, Uh, fund management for investors, portfolio, uh, you know, insights, for investors. So all of all these different services are provided by Carta and it's not a very like, you know, small company. So, so uh, this company has raised $1.1 billion in funding till date. And it is estimated to be valued close to $10 billion. It's a California based company and it was actually founded by uh, Henry Ward and Manu Kumar. And this is one of the biggest uh, you know, equity management platforms in the world. Uh, Almost all major startups that you know of are managing their equities through this platform. All the major investors that you know of are managing their equities through this platform. What do you think about this business, Babji? I think it's
1: it's an interesting idea for someone who wants to start a business and uh, wants to enter the startup model uh, to you know get into that, uh, providing ease of to the employees and they are short of funding or they want to raise some new funding from new investors. Uh, very. Uh, a big headache i would say is managed here and uh, given the amount they have raised 1.1 billion dollars uh, do you think they are also using kata uh, to manage their investments and esops
0: <laughs> yeah that would be a very very interesting business opportunity you know create business for your own business
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay so moving on to okay. the next idea uh, While starting a new business, uh, we uh, learned about the idea that Carta does provide to manage your uh, investments and ESOPs. Uh, There's also one important thing, important factor when you start a new business, you start uh, hiring people, you get new people on board. There is a lot of cost involved in onboarding uh, new employees uh, from a perspective of training them to providing them the hardware that they require, the software that they require. And an average company spends around $2,000 to $5,000 uh, to onboard a new employee. Uh, so the next idea is about the company called First Base, which started operations in 2019. And what they do is they provide a software plus hardware solution to quickly get remote workers the tools and support they need to onboard your new employees. So obviously, this uh, startup did get uh, you know a push while uh, the lockdown situation happened. They helped their customers onboard uh, remote staff while we were into the remote working model. And they ensured that the new hires uh, received the required hardware support and the software support uh, in case they needed any technology upgrade, uh, be it software or hardware they were received. Uh, They also help their customers to pick what uh, hardware they would need to provide to their uh, employees so that it can be done in a cost-effective manner. Uh, to add to it, they also did start provide, uh, providing financing to their, uh, uh, you know, customers, the the companies, to help them, you know, uh, afford the new hardware or softwares that they need. So that was one side of the business that they did, uh, building a you know mobile device management company for the customers. One very important part of their business was that they today are helping companies, not just in US but also which are not in US in any part of the globe to set up a new company in the US. And that's a very interesting thing when you want to scale your company to, you know, the best uh, startup ecosystem in the world, which is the US we all know. They they provide you with, uh, you know, uh, with a very, you know, one-time service fee, small fee that is around, I think, $400. They help you open your bank account in US, set up a US address for your office, they provide you with an employer identification number. They provide you free expert tax and legal consultations and also help you in uh, you know uh, the legal documentation that is required post-incorporating a company. They uh, also help you with the registrations and the agents that you need for the first year. And even in addition to that, they provide you with startup rewards that are in, to the tune of $20,000 for the first year, which you might need uh, in the first year of your operations in the US. So, so Panirad, what do you think uh, you're going to register your company in the US
0: soon? So I think this is the more interesting side of the business. Uh, right. So just from a startup's perspective, if you want to get access to, you know, a great amount of funding, you want to mm-hmm. ideally be based in the US. If you want to access the, you know, American market, you have to be based there. So all these different reasons create a compelling need for a startup to set up uh, at least a satellite office, if not the head office in the US. And, you know, going physically to the US to launch a company to set up an office, there is a very, very expensive task. And if you know, a company or a service can be created around that uh, business model, uh, I think that would be a very lucrative opportunity. I think a similar opportunity can work for uh, the UK market as well. So, As everybody knows, uh, London is the finance capital of the world. And a lot of companies are registered in London due to that, uh, you know, ecosystem or those services that are available in the city around the finance industry. So I think a similar concept can be created for, uh, you know, the London market as well, right? What do you think?
1: Exactly. I think uh, it's not much talked about, but the UK or the European startup market is also uh, getting a lot of traction right now. So I think uh, implementing a similar idea in the Europe would be a great opportunity as of now.
0: Yeah, I think maybe someday, you know, we could create an episode around European startups as well. Uh, That would be a very interesting uh, episode idea. Yeah, Uh, so moving on to the next. Yeah, so let's move on to the next idea in this episode, which is basically for freelancers or solo entrepreneurs. So now that we have been talking about small businesses, let's talk about businesses of one. So when you are a one-man army and you are working as a freelancer or as a solo entrepreneur, one of the most uh, you know difficult challenges that you would face is related to invoicing, lead management, accounting, and payment management. And one company that is solving this issue is by the name of Reference. So Reference is an Indian company. It was launched in July of 2019 and it raised undisclosed funding in 2020 from high profile investors, including Vijay Shekhar Sharma from Paytm and Anupam Mittal, who is the founder of shadi.com. So uh, what this company does is provide all these services around you know, payments, uh, around invoicing, around accounting. So when you, whenever you onboard a new client as a freelancer, uh, you need to uh, you know, generate an invoice for them. You need to take care of the taxation. If, for example, you are a freelancer, most likely you'll have a uh, foreign client. So you'll have uh, the cross-border payments. So all these things can be taken care of using the reference platform. And it currently has over 12,000 freelancers on its platform, and it is growing 10% week on week. So it's growing at a very fast pace. And India in and of itself has a very strong freelancer uh, community. A lot of people in India work as freelancers for Western markets. So I think this would be a very, very interesting business opportunity for uh, the Indian uh, you know ecosystem. What do you think? I'm
1: sorry. I'm still uh, pondering upon the number 10% week-on-week growth, as you said. <laughs> that, that is 10% weekly. That is huge. That is huge, man. I think, yeah, the gig economy is picking up. And uh, uh, it's going to be a norm uh, in the coming years. Uh, I think they're just doing great. And no, no other words for now. Yeah.
0: So let's move on to the last idea, right? Yep. Anyhow, uh, similar idea to the
1: gig economy. Uh, the educators, we know that uh, faced, uh, especially the ones uh, working in offline modes in the tutor centers, they faced big challenge during the lockdown period to reach out to their students and uh, you know help them get their lessons again. So one company which started in 2018, just a year before the lockdown happened called Class Plus. What they did is they were trying to build an online uh, mobile first SaaS platform to onboard tutors uh, to build their own, you know, uh, I would say web portal or an app through which they can uh, provide coaching to the students. So uh, they could upload all their curriculum. They can uh, do uh, live video uh, classes. Uh, all their operations, including any payments they want to collect, any uh, communication they want to do, all student engagement programs that they were, uh, wanted to do, were built on a full stack mobile solution by Classless. And this company grew so fast during the lockdown period that just in a matter of 15 months, their operations grew more than five times. And uh, within the lockdown time, it, by the end of 2020, they were serving around 12 million students in the, in across uh, 15 Hundred cities uh, in India, and uh, they have digitalized you know uh, the online coaching for more than one lakh tutors. And what I like about this idea is they are trying and help uh, helping tutors who actually do not want to you know build a big ed tech company for them. They can just uh, at a personal level start their own business online and reach out to students virtually t- uh, to any part uh, of India. So very different from the regular ed tech model that we are seeing uh, right now, uh, building up in the Indian ecosystem. And uh, it it's actually helping like, uh, I would say a dec- in a decentralized way to, you know, uh, yeah. help even singular tutors to build up their online presence.
0: Right. What do you think? Anand? Yeah. So this is, this is sort of like, you know, Shopify versus Amazon, right? So exactly. on one hand you have big organized players like Baiju's or, you know, An academy and things like that. And on the other end, you have, you know, small coaching institutions, small tuition centers in various, uh, you know, cities across India. So this is basically a way of kind of, you know, arming those small coaching institutions with the digital tools so that they can compete with the biggies like, uh, you know, by